What's a pleasure? What's a tea? Let's bring love and positivity. Good vibes on this party scene. No shame in our game, cause we own it all. I'm guilty pleasures with Christopher Hall. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Unguilty Pleasure. My name is Chris Hall and today I'm sat in an apartment in Brooklyn with my friend Jake Cornell. Hello. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to my living room welcome and your, to your podcast. Living room. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Anytime. Um, super fun to be here. Um, I'm in New York, I've been here for four days. Yeah, you really whirl- whirlwinded it. Whirlwinded it. And we, you join us, listeners, um, you join me at the end of four pretty heavy days of drinking <laughs> and teamed with pretty hellish jet lag. It really did hit me this time. So who knows really how... You're holding up beautifully. I wouldn't Thank have you. known you were hungover until you said you were hungover. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got out the, got out the cab, like l- lurched my big suitcase <laughs> out the back. And you're like, how are you? And I was like, ugh, not good. <laughs> but, um, but we're well, doing when you it. know someone's gone to a wedding, you kind of know that that's like going to be the case already. Yeah, I had a wedding yesterday. Um, my friend got married um, Monday afternoon in Brooklyn, which... Is the first Monday wedding I've ever been to. It's the I've, it's the first Monday wedding I've ever heard of. Right. So and it, hey, maybe it'll be the first of many now. Maybe no, I don't see that being a trend. <laughs> I I love your friends and I love that you guys all went and did that, but I don't see Monday trends catching Monday weddings catching on. Being the huge thing. Actually, she was um, a guest on the. She's the first guest from the podcast, Harriet. If you want to go back and listen to her episode one and two, Harriet from. Those episodes just got married yesterday. Congrats. So congratulations. Um, but yeah, everyone made a little trip out of it. It's been amazing. But yes, this feels my like... manager's calling me. Do you yeah. mind? Sorry, this is so annoying. Oh my God. <laughs> Completely hey, ruined the flow. Jake just took a work call. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, with Christopher Hall. Okay. <laughs> the episode is taking That's a so turn. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> We're gonna take the turn up. I will say my defense though, it, it is very good that I answered that call because it does sound like it was a time sensitive thing. Okay, well, there it is. And luckily we can, the two minutes of silence that the everyone just listened to, I'm joking, we'll edit, edit everything out. Um, anyway, <laughs> but um, tell, us, tell us about uh, you, who are you, um, what do you do? I'm, my name is Jake, I'm a comedian based in New York. Um, I make videos, I write, I act, and then uh, Chris and I were very close friends during Edinburgh Fringe Festival, yeah. which we both did in August. You were um, in pursuit of coffee. Uh, you were in pursuit of cold brew, is how I knew oh. you were. Because I followed you previously. Yes, yes. We followed each other on TikTok before the festival. Yeah, but then um, I didn't realize you were going to be there until you posted a video being like, okay, There's no people of brew. Scotland, there is no cold brew here. They do coffee pretty well, Yeah, but iced coffee, and it's... Yeah, and so, okay, so let's really get into that, because, <laughs> well, first of all, let me just say, Chris then showed up to my show, and from, my venue is one where you could, like, very clearly see the audience from the stage, and you have, like, such a great laugh, and it was, like, the show started, and you, like, you also came to, like, one of our lighter shows, right. like, you, that was, like, one of the shows where, well, because you saw it twice, right? Yeah, it was one of the first shows I saw at the whole festival. Right, and you saw it early on where, like, we hadn't, we hadn't like, twinged everything to, like, make it work for UK audiences, so, Fine. like, the older British people, like, really didn't get it, Yeah. and you were laughing so loud <laughs> and so hard, 
And me and Marsha got off stage and we were like, thank God. She was like, thank God for that guy. And I was like, I think I know him from the internet. Yeah. And then we like met up and I was like, you truly made that show like so enjoyable because like every, the people, because like, just like for the listeners context, like not to get too into it, but like Marsha and I play characters in the show that have our names, Jake and Marsha, but they are like very, very much not us and they are terrible people. Right. And I think that there are people in the front row of that show that didn't get that it was fake. No. One woman was looking at me with a level of vitriol I have encountered seldom in my life. Like, (laughs) to the point where I had a thought at one point, and this happened, like, twice during the festival, where I wanted to stop the show and be like, babes, this isn't real. Like, you need to... And, like, we would never... Like, we're making fun of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the cold brew of it all. (laughs) So the only place... Okay, so I posted on TikTok genuinely to be like, can someone tell me where to get cold brew? People told me two places. There was one place near my house... In Edinburgh. One place, nowhere near my house. Okay. Marsha and I go to the place near my house. I'm so excited. I, like, walk in. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, we're here. We're getting cold (laughs) brew. The guy behind the counter is like, oh, my God, we love that you love cold brew. This man pours something in a glass in front of us. And Marsha, I grab Marsha's arm and she goes, ow. Like, it was too (laughs) hard. Like, you've had a cold brew, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This beverage he poured in front of us was literally looked like a weekly brewed iced tea. It was like a brown oh. water. And at first, I, I almost like it was a very fortuitous timing because I was about to go like, oh, sorry, I meant the cold brew coffee, not the iced tea. Uh-huh. And then he said, before I could say that, he was like, I'm so excited for you to try this. This is our Colombian blend. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's coffee. And we, so I bought it. Like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah. I bought it. We walked outside. Marsha's, like, cry laughing. I take, like, two sips. And I'm like, yeah, this is just not a beverage. This is not what I came for. And it's, like, and here's the thing. It's, like, not one was it not cold. It also just, like, wasn't nice. Like, it It wasn't wasn't good. Whatever it was meant to be, it still wasn't good. Correct. Yeah. So then we didn't, I never went back there. And then there was a place, (laughs) there was a place farther into Newtown in Edinburgh. Yeah. That called, I think it was called Brew Lab, that did have normal cold brew. That was, in fact, like, quite strong. But that was, like, not, it was, like, not in a place where I could get it on, like, my morning walk. No. So it was a little bit of a treat. And then the other place you could get cold brew was Starbucks. But there's something a little unsavory about, like, in a city, especially, like, Edinburgh, that is, like, so old and gorgeous. Like, everything looks like a castle. Yeah, going to, like, a Starbucks when everything looks like a castle is, like, a little bit much. Right. Granted, I was, like, chain-smoking the entire time I was in Edinburgh, so I was, like, going to Tesco's and buying packs of cigarettes. So yeah. I can't really, like, judge that much, but... It's a stressful time. It's a stressful time. You need some cigarettes sometimes and some coffee. Yes. I remember, because your show was a little bit earlier than mine, but my show was, like... Yes. Um... Because I was at 6.15. You were at, like, 7.30, right? Like, 8.40. Oh, right. So sometimes I would get to, like, 5, 6 and be, like, out. Like, I'd be, like, I need to lie down. Yeah. Um, Just because your days are so long and, like, you've been doing shows back to back and you'd be out drinking. And I'd be, like, oh, my God, how do I then do the next two hours and then do a show? So I was having that Starbucks on the way into town. That was a save Yeah, that was a save for me. I sometimes had to make a little pit stop there. But Newtown for that good cold brew would be completely out the way and pointless for you to, like, yes. get to. It wasn't anywhere near your venue or anything. It was on the way to yours, kind of, though. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More so than mine, because right. mine was before you got to Newtown. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, also, talking about your show that you did, it was hilarious. Um, Thank you. You had a cameo. So someone yes. in the audience would... Um... We had an audience plant every yeah. night that was a different comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I, you asked me to do it one night, yes. which was so fun. 
Um, but that was the show that you had those awful people in the front That row. was that show where I told them to leave and they didn't. Yeah, you went, you, you, you went, you went, <laughs> so there were these, there were these four, like, kids. They were, like, maybe 20, they early were, 20s. They, they, I don't say kids because okay. they were old enough to behave better. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, they were, like, 19 or 20. Yeah. And they hated the show. They really hated it. From... Three minutes in, you could, I was sat behind them, and the body language from behind was, them was like, I was like, oh, you do, you are not enjoying this. If I remember correctly, it was two guys and a girl, and the girl, two minutes in, turned to her boyfriend. Again, as I mentioned, you can very clearly see the audience yeah. in this theater. She turns to her boyfriend and goes, "Can we leave?" And honestly, I just wish they would have. Just please go. Because the thi- what sucked about them being so shitty that night was it was a good crowd. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There, it wasn't like there were six people and they were three of them. We had like a good crowd that was into it and then they hated it. And so it was yeah. like, can you go? We will be fine without yeah, you. Yeah, everyone else is enjoying it. And you're also and in the she, front row. And she was like, then she just was on her phone unapologetically the whole time. And I was like, babes, leave. So I, at the intermission, or at the, we have like a fake intermission in the show where we do a fake audience Q&A. Yeah. And in that, I was like, also, you can leave if you'd like. We would love that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They didn't. No, yeah, we, that was your full cue. That was me out of character, fourth wall broken. Please leave. Yeah. Please leave. It was um, wild. Yeah, and then I had to do my bit, and I was like, kind of like, <laughs> I was like really shaken, just, just was like the whole, like, that whole um, and, like, weird was, energy that they were giving was so annoying. It's also funny because, like, Marsha and I, like, we're both Scorpios, but like Marsha is definitely like the f- like the more like her, she has a more of a stinger than I do in terms of Scorpios. So, like, yeah, I could like f- I I was fucking angry, yeah, yeah, and then I also could feel the rage like radiating off of her, and like we kept the show going, but like yeah, yeah, I know her amazing. well enough where I was like, she's so mad, yeah. like, and we got off stage and she was like, what the fuck? Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was wild. Um, but yeah, so then we survived Edinburgh. Yes. We did it well, um, and here we are, five, four months later, six yeah. months later. So Jake Cornell, what are your unguilty pleasures? Oh God, yeah. I mean, I so like things that Unbridled. maybe bridled that I once maybe felt shameful for, and now I'm like, no, I just like love that. Yeah. I guess like I feel like that's just true of like most gay men, but like pop music for sure is one, a hundred percent. I also. Do you know what my biggest unguilty pleasure is? Is I love being lazy. Okay. And like what I mean by that is like, so I'm a morning person, except right. for in Edinburgh. The time, the sun, <laughs> Edinburgh was crazy because I promise we don't talk about Edinburgh the whole time, but it was, yeah. it was, because, so like in New York, I wake up at seven o'clock. Okay. No alarm clock. That's just like when I naturally wake up. Nice. Unless I've been, like, going out a lot, and then maybe I'll, like, also probably wake up at 7, but I probably will, like, doze a couple times and then, like, get out of bed at, like, 9 or 10. Yeah. But normally, I'm, like, awake at 7. Okay. My favorite version of a day is people are, so when you say, when you're a morning person, people assume that you're, like, hyperproductive. Like, Uh getting out of bed, going to Pilates, like, doing all the things, and, like, behind your desk at 9 a.m. That is not why I'm a morning person. One, I'm just, like, I think biologically a morning person, but the joy of being a morning person and being lazy is like if you wake up at like let's say you have shit to do in a day right yeah. like you have like your tasks you have to do like whatever if you wake up at 10 you then have from 10 until like dinner time to get that shit done yeah so like and then within that you have like your free time the time to like stick around on your phone to go 
on a walk, to go eat lunch, to go exercise, right? Yeah. If you wake up at seven, that's three extra hours of time to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To just waste. To but, just waste. That's but, why I'm up. It's not about productivity. I have my shit I'm going to get done throughout the day. But when I'm up at seven, especially like if I'm good about it and I like get up at seven and I like go immediately out of bed and like get a coffee yeah. and kind of get the that process started so I'm like conscious. Yeah. But I'm like, all right. Yeah, I guess I'm going to watch, like, two, an hour of YouTube before I get started. You know right, what I mean? Right. You know, like, I'll go shower. Maybe, like, maybe I'll, like, walk to this bakery that's really far away to get this pastry, like, before I, like, start work for the day. Yeah. It's, like, I love, I love having lots of downtime that is not productive. Right. Especially because, like, as a, now I'm making it productive, but, like, it's just the truth of the matter. As a creative, like, that's the only way I can be creative is if I have, like, a lot of time of, like, literally, like, doing nothing. Yeah, you need enough, you need enough space around the little pockets of productivity 100 percent. and we we aren't filling the day with you're going to get the right amount the correct amount the plentiful amount of work or progress done yeah and because the day is longer because we've gotten up earlier doesn't mean we're going to get more done right we're going to just space it out with more free time or exactly time Exactly. Nice. You're not in a rush because you have the ample time. Yes. There's no haste. There's no... I really... So I like being busy. I like having things on the calendar, but I don't love a day that's like back to back to back to back. Fine. Like, I love having like three things or like an hour in between. Like, I just... I like downtime. I think it's like... I think that's maybe my thing from the pandemic that I took away because I was like a constant goer beforehand. Yeah. And I thought I was being productive. I was just like fulfilling tasks on a calendar uh-huh. and I was like oh and I actually have like time and energy to like exist I'm actually much more productive nice and I so I love being I love being like lazy in my own way yeah that's one of my guilt, unguiltiest pleasures and it's almost lazy as a word we often think has a negative connotation well it's like it's like yeah I guess it's like innately la- like lazy is like innately negative by definition so like what's the non-negative version of it like relaxed yeah, relax. or like chill um uh, yeah, like leisurely like it's that, like being that's it yeah it's yeah, like yeah. being leisurely about things yeah, like yeah. it's like not i love like getting work done but not feeling like i'm like hu- like like i hustle i work hard but like like i'm not like hustling time-wise yeah, yeah do you know yeah. what i mean you aren't in between the tasks yeah you aren't running between them like exactly physically or yeah. mentally yes yeah so that's one of my unguilty pleasures. Um, I do, I love, like, I guess, is this fully unguilty? Like, I do it, and I'm not ashamed of it, but, like, is it, like, fiscally responsible? Like, probably not, but, like, I do just fucking love going to restaurants and having, like, cocktails and dinner. Nice. And I do it a lot. I yeah. do it, like, a lot. I think, um, by yourself, would you always socially with other um, people? More often socially with other people. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, bad about, not bad, I have, like, too many friends, like, for, like, how, like, for how much, like, time we have in our existence in life, like, (laughs) it's just, like, kind of, like, I have, like, friends that I just don't get to see that often because I, like, have too many friends. Right. And so, a dinner alone, as nice as that is, is sometimes, like... A waste opportunity. Yeah, or just, like, doesn't happen because, like, I'm, like, people are texting me, like, let's hang out, I'm, like, okay, like, are you available in three weeks? And then, like that just kind of builds up and then you're constantly like blocked out. But I do love, like I was, I did have a night to myself like last week and I took myself out on a little dinner date and I actually like did love it. Yeah. I think, um, I would probably, I, I wouldn't struggle with it. I just think I would never 
choose to do it. I think probably, going to a restaurant alone. Yeah, I think probably similar. I feel maybe the cities we live in and the nature of our work and how many people we meet and how many people we yeah you know friendships that you nourish and yeah. and maintain. You do often have someone yes to go with yes. Um, but I do like the idea of going by yourself. It is like nice, but it's definitely like a thing I'm getting like. I think like being. Cause like I'm recent I'm recently single, so like the phenomenon of having like alone time by default, yeah. or like I guess the thing of like it, a new thing that can happen in my life that used to not happen is like if I want to hang out with someone or if I'm in a social mood, but there's no one available, then I'm alone yeah. is new for me. Right. For like a long time. Uh-huh. And that's been interesting to deal with. Yeah, because you don't have that default person who's Likely exactly. Just to like just there. be in the same yeah, room. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that, like that, so in that regard, like going out to a restaurant alone is kind of like a new phenomenon because of that. Because yeah. like before, it's like, well, at least I would go with my boyfriend, but like now I don't have one. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm going to a restaurant alone, now babe. I don't have one. <laughs> um, we can talk about more about going out. I mean, I know you talk about it a lot. I do on talk your about it a lot on my podcast, podcast yeah. um, which is called Going Out with Jake Cornell. Yes. Um, what's your favorite? What would be your favorite? Um, give the give the listeners a taste of your podcast. What would be your favorite? Like start to finish, night out, night out. So this is actually an interesting conversation to talk about because, like, in this context, because so I did Edinburgh Fringe, but I also did a year of uni in England when yes. I was eighteen. So like, I've gone back and forth to England quite a bit. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in mostly Brighton and then a bit in London and then a month in Scotland. So like, in I've been in the UK a good amount. But the year I lived in Brighton was my um, first, like, kind of year as an adult, like, independent. Like, mm-hmm. it was my second year of uni. Uni? I'm yearning. <laughs> it was my second year of uni, and my first year of uni was at the, the American University. I went to the University of Vermont, which is, like, an American party school. Mm-hmm. So it was very, like... Um, especially when you're not 21, because obviously it's like an older drinking age. When you're like underage at American Uni, it's very much about like house parties. Yeah. And I went to like a very straight party school. Okay. So especially like the party scene was very straight. Like there were like, there were like, I think the there was like a much more, there were a lot more lesbians than gay men there. And like there were very, I felt very little gay male queer community at UVM. Okay. And there was very little, like, so, like, the how this is all to say, like, my first year, like, the nightlife was very, like, um, frat parties and sports parties. And it was very much about, like, girls hooking up with guys. And I just felt very, like, I didn't have a place in that space, really. Right. So when I got to England, I was, like, and I was in Brighton and it was so gay. And also, oh, like, good. I could go to any bar I wanted. I was of age and, like, all this stuff. So that was really my first year, like, being an adult, going out and having a social life on my own. And so my, like, I learned how to socialize and like in terms of going out the British way, which is very different than the American way, I think. And I think that was like a thing I went through when I got back where I was like, cause like, at least when I went, went back to UVM, I felt like the vibe was back to like, let's like stay at home for as long as possible because like we want to get as drunk as possible to like, then get to the nightclub drunk but not having to buy drinks at the nightclub. Right. And I was like, I was like, wait, we're skipping like one of the most fun parts, which is like, yes, I guess like pre-drinks are a thing in the UK, but yeah, like yeah. I'm like And at that age. Is at that age yeah. especially. But I was like, 
the idea I think that because there's less of a pub culture in America, right? The th- I was like, what if we just went? Especially once we turned twenty one, when I got back to America, I was like, what if we just went to a bar and sat around and like had beers and talked? Because yeah. like this, like getting fucked up and going to these really clouded nightclubs, like is fun occasionally. But like if we're just like getting wasted to do that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I very much like felt like that was like a thing I a dissonance. And now that I I think as I've gotten older, the British the British and American ways of going out kind of start to look more and more similar because uh-huh. there's more of like a chill vibe. Yeah. So now for me, like the ideal, an ideal night out would probably be meeting up with either having some friends come over and we'll do a drink at my place or meeting up with friends at a bar. We'll have a drink and then we'll go to a restaurant we love. Yeah. We'll have dinner at that restaurant. Um, and like have like a, just like a nice long dinner, like nothing crazy, hour and a half, two hours and then drinks afterward. Mm-hmm. And then, see, the one thing is, like, I don't have stamina like a lot of these girls. Because, like, then there's, like, are we going to go to, like, the, there's, like, the rave, like, they're kind of, like, the gay nightlife parties. Like, there's, like, especially in New York, there's, like, the raves and stuff like that. And, like, I have, like, a lot of friends who love that. And, like, I occasionally do, but, like, I'm more of, I think because I'm a morning person, I'm more of, like, a start at six, be done by one kind of girl. Yeah. Rather than, like, a start at nine, be done at four sort of person. Sure. In my age now, I'm probably even a start at three, yeah. nine. Yeah, I feel like that is how I was. I think I had, like, that was me for a while, but I think I just sort of had to. I was more that way when I worked in restaurants mm. because restaurant people are kind of just down to, like, they're not as much, they're not as, our schedules are just so alternative that it was sort of, like, whatever. Yeah. But then when I started doing comedy full time and a lot, like, a lot of comedians, especially if they like writing jobs, they're back on the nine to five schedule. So then like, I feel like those people are, especially on the weekends, more like, I'm gonna like squeeze this for all it's worth. So they're yeah. into that like late, late night. So I've had to sort of like modulate my going out scheduling to make it more, to sort of like meet in the middle with them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they're kind of like, well, why would we go to bed at 11 when- <laughs> on a Friday? And I'm like, yeah. I get it. But if we're having a fun day and we're just tired by then and then and like, that, and we've had enough <laughs> and we, we, we've reached the quota. We've exactly. Got, we've, we've got our, like we've paid into the night and we have a, yeah. we've, we've had our like payout from it. Yeah. And we're tired. And we're tired. And that's fine. But now again, now that I'm single, I am sort of like, okay, I guess I should be sort of like looking to be out at like prime hours in terms of like meeting people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a thought. Yeah, definitely. I th- well, I get. Well, I suppose you'll be wherever you, wherever you are, you'll meet the kind of people that. That's actually be... so true. Like, what's the point of me trying to meet someone who likes to go out late night? If yeah, that's yeah. Like, if you if you want to if you go like to more all night raves, then and that's, yeah. and that and that's out of character for you, or that's a one off for you. I'm sort of setting up a false yeah. expectation. Yeah. You're but really also, you that. might also you might meet the one person. Who's trying it out for the one time also. Well, that would be a meet cute. That, that's a movie there. That's a movie. That's a movie. Um, interesting. I love what everything you said about that um, night. I would love to get slightly... I'd like one drink drunker than we probably should be between starters and main at the dinner. That's... Okay, you're just going into detail. I love yeah. that. Because, okay, so one of my... <laughs> Mine's actually not between starters and main. It's actually, um, like, the drink at the restaurant when you're waiting for your table. Oh, okay. Because one of the, I think one of the best feelings in the entire world is when you're at a restaurant and you're a little drunk at the table. Yeah. And 
when the food arrives, you forgot it was coming. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where nice. you forgot there was food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feeling yeah. when... Oh, yeah, when you said... Do this part of the evening. But like you've already ordered. Like if the food takes long enough to has this ever happened to you? This yeah, I feel like yeah. this happened, like you like the food arrives and then it's like oh, I forgot I was hungry. I forgot there was food coming and now I don't have to wait for it and it's here. Like that yeah. feeling is so gorgeous. Yeah, so nice. but I obviously And being, it like brings you back a little bit from the brink of exactly. like Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it comes at the exact right time yeah. to like knock you back on course. Yeah. It's like the other version of that is I does it does this ever happen to you sometimes where you're like really tired in the morning? And then you remember coffee exists. Like, yes. Sometimes, like, I'll forget. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. Because, like, like, obviously, like, I normally wake oh, up and just like, immediately. Help. Yes. Because, like, I normally immediately have coffee. But then, like, every once in a blue moon, like, maybe like a couple times a month, maybe not even that often, I'll be like tired and it'll be like 11. And I'll be like, oh, wait, there's coffee. Yeah. Like, I forgot to have coffee. And that is a joy. It's like, those are the little things that I've had. I'm like, these are one of the, these are some of the most joyous moments of my life. Yeah, it's like yeah. remembering this tree. And then it's like here in the fridge and I just go get it. Oh. And you like oh. you might have, you might have a little headache. You might not be moving as quick as you like usually yes. do. And you're like, oh my god, I haven't done that yet. And there's a solution. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I feel sometimes um, like with like eating, like I sometimes get that at the moment. Um, I never used to like forget to have a meal, but like sometimes if I'm like working from home or I'm writing or I'm, you know, running around yeah. or doing stuff, and then I'll be like really low on energy, and I just think, oh my god, you haven't. It'll be like. 233. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, oh my God, I haven't eaten yet and there's food. Yeah. And I can go and do that. Yeah, that actually very rarely happens to me, but it happened to me yesterday where I, f- I was like, I feel so sick. And then I was like, You're hungry. I think I've eaten 300 calories today and it's like 8 p.m. So that's actually a huge <laughs> issue. Like, we, and we can figure that out really soon. Yes. Yeah. Except then this thing happens, especially I feel like in, I'm sure it happens in London too, but it's like, there's so many options immediately around me and my blood sugar's at this level where I just start walking around being like, no, that's not right, that's not, and I can't figure out what to eat and then it's like, it takes another hour. True. And then whatever I eat is going to be disgusting. Like, mm-hmm. it's the worst. I'm like, what if I go and I get Chipotle but I put it on a pizza? <laughs> that will, that's the ticket. That would be magic. And, and then you, the one. second you have like two bites, you're like, what happened? It's yeah. Like, this is awful. Um, I, um, sorry to anyone you know, who works at Pret. Um, I, that always, that was, I always think, I, I feel like there was a time when, like, Pret took over London, well, took over the UK and even I mean, it was, else, everywhere. It, it's in New York now, too. But and I, yeah. I think I ate it almost every day. And then I kind of made my peace with Pret and was like, this is not somewhere we're going to go anymore, only because I've eaten everything they have to offer so many times. Yeah. Um, and I was um, quite strict vegan for a, a long time. And it wasn't... Wait, are you not? Um, I've eaten quite a lot of cheese recently. <gasps> you were vegan like in August? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a twist. What um, broke you? Uh, just this Christmas just passed. I had some chocolate and some cheese and then like it's been just a little bit of a of a slippery slope. Yeah, and just like a figuring out the new boundaries, you know? I respect that. Just figuring out what's really going to work for us. I feel like that's a common narrative is like the vegan for a long time and then being like, I'm never going to eat meat again but I'll go. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have like no interest. None. Yeah, Although, yeah. Um, I do think at some at one time I visit, I'm gonna have to have a bacon, egg, and cheese. Wait, okay. Can I be controversial? Yeah, I yeah. think of like all the things to break it for. Like that's not it. Really? Yeah. I just don't think it's that. I think it's good. Okay. But I think it's like it's good because it's like it helps with your hangover when you feel like shit. It's like there are so many more del- like do honestly more delicious things. like before like <laughs> before I would do a bacon, egg, and cheese, I would do like a 
beautiful in-season tomato BLT, like bacon, lettuce, tomato. Okay. Like yeah, iconic yeah, yeah. summer sandwich. Like, okay. I don't know. Like, I just don't think a bacon, egg, and cheese is the one. If you're like, I have this one thing I'm going to break it for, right, I right. don't think it's a bacon, egg, and cheese. That's really interesting. And I'm really glad you've been so honest. Yeah. Because uh, my friend Sabrina literally went, okay. Interesting. I mean, I respect it. If you it's were like, like a, I'm going to do it's it. It's like a New York, would you say it's a New York institution, the bacon, egg, and a cheese? A bacon, egg, and cheese is definitely a New York institution. Well, like, yes. How do I answer this? A New York, it is like a very classic thing to get in a New York bodega. Yeah. But whereas like a chopped cheese is like a New York specific thing. Right. That's like the sandwich you get at a bodega is like a chopped cheese. Uh-huh. Or it's, and it's like chopped, it, it's like almost like the New York bodega version of like a Philly cheesesteak sort of. Okay. But like bacon, egg and cheeses are not new, like the new, it is a very New York thing to get a bacon, egg and cheese at your bodega. But bacon, egg and cheeses are also like a thing I was eating in every other state I've lived in. Like right. in Vermont, in Rhode Island. Like it's, it, I think nationwide that's a very common breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's very true. Yeah. So it's not as like iconically New York, I feel. Is it a little bit like, you know, the Emperor's New Clothes when like everyone like yeah. thinks, like it, it's almost like so ubiquitous in the city that everyone kind of thinks it's delicious and the one thing to get, but yes. actually we don't need to be doing this. We could be getting other sandwiches. Yeah, a little bit. Well, no, it's, I guess my, I'm, I'm not anti bacon, egg and cheese. I'm <laughs> anti, if you're like, I'm going to do one thing. Fine. I would vote that there are better things to break your meat, non-meeting with once. I would vote that there are better things to eat. I'm not missing out. No, because also, quite frankly, like an egg and cheese is good. Yeah, yeah, true. And bacon is also something that there are pretty good, like, non-dairy meat substitutes yeah, for. Yeah, that's actually true. You can actually get pretty good, really, like, really good. That's what I'm saying. Vegan bacon. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, well, in a quick turn of events, I am <laughs> not going to get a bacon, egg, and cheese. Um, how did we get onto that? I don't know. Um, I don't. You had said you were. Oh, Pratt. The, you, you, and you said you were used to I be vegan. I was scandalized. Didn't. Um, I, so I never, I, I never like go to prep yeah. that much. Apart from when I'm like walking around town, like like an empty vessel. And I'm like, I need food now. Wait, There's too much yes. choice. Prep has edible food. Yeah. I go in there and I eat it. And obviously it sustains me. Yeah. And then when I come to, I always think this was fine. It was this good. Was fine. That Post happened up. to me when I was in Brighton after Edinburgh, where I had a similar thing, and I went to Itsu. Yeah. Spent, like, yeah. 25 pounds yeah, yeah, on, like, yeah. the most... I just remember, like, walking up to the stairs at, like, the upstairs seating area of the Brighton Itsu, and, like, looking around being like, I just spent so much money on, like, what is this food? And then, like, eating it, and then afterwards being like, okay, well, I think I'm, like, at least... I'm, like, not, like, blacking out. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that felt more medicinal than, like, That's food. It. Like, it, that is exactly... That is it's, exactly <laughs> it. It's medicinal. Yeah. It, it brings you back from yeah. the brink. Yeah. Um, But for me, my experience, and experience we, I guess, share, it never is the step above purely scientific food giving me energy. Yeah, but I will say, okay, so then similarly, like, in that same vein, a, an unguilty pleasure of mine is, like, the tier slightly above that of, like, fast casual. Uh-huh. I do think it's, like, insidious and bad for the world. Like, I was literally just on a different podcast talking about how I think they're bad. But <laughs> at the same time, I do love, like... I love sometimes when you're, like, hungry for lunch and you're, like, oh, I can go to this place and I can, like, design this bowl that I know exactly how it's going to taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, like, could design your own Do you know what I mean? 
it's just like a very straightforward thing where I'm like, okay, I can get this thing and I know it works. Like yeah. that is nice. And yeah, I don't yeah. really feel guilty for that. Um, I don't want you to feel guilty. Thank you. Um, and that's nice. It's a nice little puzzle. It's a nice little thing. It's, like, it's a nice little like task to do. Yeah, it's, it's essentially like those toys that you like put a dog's food in so that they're like stimulated while they eat it. Exactly That's that. like a design year old bowl at, at like a fast casual place. It's, it's like it really is all going to taste like the same. Like there's not very there's very little flavor uh, variation between the ingredients. But yeah. you just get to feel like you are like you did it using your brain while you do it. Exactly that. That's so funny. guilty pleasures with Christopher Hall. Oh my god, we can talk about that now. <laughs> Cause that was the night the night the first night we hung out properly. Yeah. I feel like that was like when we really got into it was when I was we were like uh, we realized just how much we both knew about like pop stars in general and yeah. pop music, but also that we both have like the same taste. Like exactly who's that. the who's the most important member of Girls Loud? One, two, three. Wait, Nicola Roberts. Nicola, 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 Nicola. Yeah, 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 yeah. In terms of vocally. Oh, absolutely. And Sorry, that's what I meant. No, yeah, definitely. And um and I was super um, thrilled and astounded at your knowledge of UK pop. Obviously, since because you I mean, here in Brighton, yeah. you, were, you, were, you were like... Well, because fresh. I didn't... It was like... It was... I just like went in hard on UK girl pop because it was like... And why not? Well, also to me... Well, part of it was that... And this is one of the greatest blessings of my life. That without any design... Like, how would I have known this? The year I lived in England was the year that Little Mix won the X Factor. Huge. And so I was watching X Factor every week, vote, and I was Huge. voting for Little Mix. Like, yeah. I'm an OG mixer, like, yeah, yeah. hardcore. I love those girls, the three of them, so much. Oh. And I, like, I, like, fuck with they're, Little Mix really hard. And so I think, <laughs> I think that it was that, and that was also the year of 10 The Hits, the um, Girls Aloud album. Something new. Something new on the Metro, beautiful because you love me, huge, like huge. massive year, and so it was like a good year for girl pop, like yeah. UK girl pop, because I don't think any of, like the songs, like I just loved being at Revenge and like all these other gay bars in Brighton and hearing these pop songs that were so like unapologetically dance pop, like I think yeah. American pop had to be like. Cooler? Was a like cooler, like yeah. the American pop songs at the time were like "We Found Love," which like amazing jam, iconic, uh, name a more iconic song, but like they didn't have like the UK pop still has that like Spice Girl Xenomania, like yes, S Club Seven, like bit more like, bubblegum, bubblegum, it's bubblegum, that's yeah. like the adjective, and it was just so fun to like have that be like current and not like ironic, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. This we, is what do, we listen to, we listen to the Saturdays, we listen to Girls Aloud, we listen. <sighs> To yeah. like Atomic Hit and like we were like oh like God, and yeah. so I like loved that and there was suddenly these back catalogs I could go like I was like yeah. oh I can watch because the other thing is like when you study abroad like my classes were pass fail I was bartending at night but during the day I had like nothing to do but I was also broke so it wasn't like I could like go yeah. around bright and doing all this stuff so like I would just watch like a shit ton of stuff on the internet yeah yeah so I was watching like a million TV shows while I was in England but also like. Yeah, I'm gonna watch every single Girls Loud music video ever made, yeah. and like all the documentaries they did on ITV and Oof. BBC, like yeah, yeah. because like I had the time, and then yeah. I'll like go out at night and hang out with my friends. But like during the day, I'm like watching pop star content. Amazing, and so, you'd want to know if, if the conversation came up like it did in yes. Edinburgh. You want to know your shit. You want to be exactly. educated. You don't want to be asking questions. You want to be bringing information to the table. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, How do you feel about? Um, have you listened to the new Sugar Babes album? 
I've listened to the singles, but I haven't listened to the full album. Okay, I will say, when you get the time, because I know there's a lot of music out there, there's a lot of content. Sometimes it's fitting, dedicating some audio space is hard. It is pretty much a no-skip for me. Oh, wait, I'm going to listen to it. Because I I feel like you and I had, yeah. It's nice, it's good. Yeah. Do you know what I've been thinking about so much recently? What? I think it was, like... The game we would play where we would, the ranking of the pop star songs, yeah, that was yeah. so fun. It was the best way to spend some time. We would, ra- we went through back catalogs of like, we did Christina, we did Katy Perry, we did Britney. We definitely did Gaga. We did Beyonce. We did We'd Beyonce. Through- well, no, we, we actually, wasn't Beyonce too hard? Well, Beyonce was complicated we because- five. We couldn't get five and Renaissance was too re- fresh to- Really? Like- even consider because it was like I actually can't like tell com- like I can't compare like Virgo's groove to like Countdown right now like yeah yeah, yeah. It's like too cognitively new, it's, yeah, it's yeah too bright it's too shiny in exactly. our face exactly yeah um uh yeah and then we basically s- s- cut and debate the, the, and de- and it really, was the best like sitting at a bar drinking it was perfect. like game combo it yeah. was the most fun um and then we'd you know we'd I remember we were doing um I think we were doing Gaga and like we couldn't cut like bad romance or like yeah um love game we couldn't cut them in the first round but we both knew that they weren't going to be the top five for instance right but out of like respect you out, have of, res- to out of respect you have to like bring some of these like big songs into the to, semifinals like, the, the top 12 the top 10 and then it would yeah. be like we'd like pause and i'd be like i'm ready to let go of poker face now and you'd be like it's time I'm ready to let go of yeah. Poker Face because we and knew it would be like our other ones that we just knew were the top five. I know. And then I think with a couple of them, we ended up having fi- different final fives. Like, I think we would agree on a four and then there'd be yeah, a so fifth where I'd be like, yeah, you'd be like, couple. I'm not, you'd be like, well, I'm never like not saying the song. And I was like, okay, well, I just don't think that's going to be in the top for me. So then we had to like yeah. release it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we'd have, we'd have like a top four and then like a Jake five and a Chris five. Yes. Yeah. But- and then Sophie did one of them with us in London. Oh, I think yeah. that was Katy Perry that we did in London. Oh, nice. So I'm going to welcome you to the Pleasure Dome. <laughs> and two, two, two people enter the Pleasure Dome and only one can stay in the Hall of Pleasure, like at the Hall of Fame. Okay. So we're going to battle it out now. So this is 60 seconds to state your case for your essence of pleasure. And it's like a concept. It's a feeling. It's a moment that you think belongs within the Pleasure Dome. So... So not like a description of pleasure, something that I find pleasurable. Yeah. Okay. Um, so things that have won their round okay. and are staying in the Pleasure Dome are the first feeling of summer. Okay. When you open the door and you feel that summer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's um, Susie uh, Priest. Um, when you get poured a glass of champagne, it fizzes up. You take a sip as it goes down. Before the guy leaves, he fills you up. Uh. That like... Little Take a top sip, up. Sh- top up before you even have wow. to guess. Wow. So I'm going to do an example for you. Okay. And then I'm going to let you... And then it's which of ours is better, will we be the winner? Well, because there's no one else here. I don't know how, like, we'll... Maybe I'll just let... I, I mean, I, I, can, I can predict yours will be really good, so I'm just going <laughs> to let you do it. Wait, I'm trying to think. Um, okay, are you ready? Yes. My 60 seconds starts now. 
So I've woken up and I have that hunger feeling. I need some breakfast. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to the kitchen. I have this crusty um, loaf that's crusty on the outside and it's soft on the inside. I want it toasted. So I'm going to cut two slices and they are perfect. I haven't gone diagonal. I haven't like gone halfway down and it's oh. torn. They are perfect slices. I'm going to put them in the toaster at the perfect, perfect time for this particular loaf. Because sometimes timing is different for different loaves. They pop out of the toaster, hot, not overdone, not underdone. They have some structure, they have some firmness, but they're not uh, crusty or crumbly. Uh I'm going to spread some butter over the top of that toast. The sound, you hear it. The soft bread doesn't get dug up. We don't get crumbs on the top. The butter, I've timed it perfectly for the butter to just melt perfectly into that toasted white bread. It's got that golden tint. It's the perfect consistency. And as you bite into it, the sound, the audio you hear is that crunch with the soft in the middle. And that is 60 seconds. Wow. So it's the perfectly timed. The way you described the specific thing of the the cut of the bread not going diagonal or ripping in the middle is like, that is like a Herculean effort. Yeah, like, thank you. I, I'm every time I'm like I'm not gonna go diagonal this time, and then I'm like it's I've ruined the look. Yeah, like <laughs> for everyone, for me, for everyone, everyone who comes it's after me, devastating. Yeah, I, yeah, that is so specifically. I'm not gonna beat you. That was so good. Okay, wait. Um, so it's a feeling. It's a moment. It might be a. A hundred percent. An experience that you think belongs in the pleasure dome. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Um, so you kind of have done it already today. You kind of said no, when you coffee. forget coffee. Yeah. Um, Those are like what I would have said When the food comes, too. I know. So hold on. I'm going to... No, I'm, I'm challenging a... you because I think you're, I think you're I a strong this. competitor. Thank you. So that's why I didn't tell you at the start. This is thrown at you right now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, okay. I think I have it. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I think I have it. Okay. Jake, are you ready? Yeah. Your sixty seconds starts now. Okay. So similarly, I'm waking up in the morning, and I'm realizing, oh shit, I don't have a single thing going on today. I've sort of like let today slip through the cracks. I was so focused on what I had going on yesterday and the big thing that's happening in a couple of days that I didn't schedule anything for today, and I'm I'm sort of looking at like an open calendar. Um, so then. I guess I'm going to wa- go on a walk because it just happens to be gorgeous out. I'm going to go on a walk and, you know, like, I'm not going to let it freak me out that I have no plans today. Like, I'm not going to let that sort of, like, blankness crush me in the way that it can or, like, let the anxiety slip in. I'm just going to go on a walk. And then on that walk, what happens? But I run into a friend who is ideally sitting on a patio of a restaurant or bar with another friend having a drink. And they say, oh, my God. So funny running into you. What are you up to? And I said, you know what? I really don't have anything going on today. I'm on a walk. And they said, do you want to hang out with us? And I say, I absolutely do. And then I take a seat with this friend who I was so excited to see and their new friend who, guess what? I suddenly get along with so well. And then I get a drink and then we, we keep on going and it's sort of like, does anyone have a plan today? No. So we can go out for dinner, even though we've already been hanging out for a few hours. And then if by the time we wrap up, seconds. okay. And then we go out to dinner, and then it is perfect, and then we have exactly one drink after dinner. We're all perfectly toasted. We go home, and we've had a perfect, lovely, spontaneous day. Perfect. Oh my goodness me! That was, as that was a, a true story. 
But don't you have, has that ever happened to you where you like had like a day that you didn't have a social plan and then like one like materialized? Yeah, it's it's, it's magic. It's magic. And it's, it's like a, it's like almost like a borrowed day from the universe. Exactly. It's like, it's like a, it's like, or it's like a bonus level. Like you know when you're playing a computer game and it'd be like carry on the normal level yes. or hit the key or the and the go like collect a bunch of coins. Hundred. Yes. It's like a hundred coins in Super Mario. It's also a little bit of like oh wow for one day my life was kind of a movie. Yeah. Like it happened in this charmed way where like someone like. Something predestined, like, made today interesting, even though it could have been this, like, ambling nothing day. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved um, meeting the friend. And because sometimes you bump into people randomly and you think, I'm happy to say hi and yeah. move on. Exactly. I don't really want to sit with your your new friend because I don't know them. Why? Sometimes you look at a social, a social um, interaction and you think, I'm not going to thrive here. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to vibrate here. Absolutely. But you described... Not the opposite of that. You described seeing someone serendipitously, oh my goodness, struck gold here. Maybe we can spend some time. And this third person is actually going to benefit. It's actually going to elevate this whole experience for the two of us, now three. Yes, And you've actually made a a, a new friend. Yes. Because the second person wasn't as close as the first acquaintance, correct? Exactly. Interesting. And now potentially you might have a new WhatsApp group for the three of you. (gasps) Called like perfect day, perfect summer day twenty twenty three. Oh you know my goodness, I mean? you, oh, me! That's... Perfect summer day twenty twenty three is the name of the WhatsApp. Group. Yeah. Um, I think. Do you know what I think? I'm not currently in the pleasure dome. Yeah. Um, I feel we should both be in there. I think we should I both get in it because time. here's the thing: I did a big thing and you did a small thing. Like mine's like, yeah, a perfect day goes in the pleasure dome, and yours is just like a perfect piece of toast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think they both belong there. I I couldn't agree more. Perfect. Um. Thank you so, so Thank much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm so glad we got to do this face to face. It was kind of, a, yes. we didn't, we planned to do it on Zoom, but we're here. Um, and thanks for getting me. I wasn't sure how this was going to go because I am so hungover. Perfect. But we've had the perfect time. <laughs> um, where can people find you, you can on the internet? follow me at Jake W. Cornell on Instagram or TikTok. Amazing. And um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, Rate and review. Tell your friends. Unless you hated it, then keep your mouth shut. And I shall see you next time. Bye. What's a pleasure? What's a tea? Let's be love and positivity. Good vibes on this party scene. No shame in our game, cause we own it all. I'm guilty pleasures with Christopher Hall.